But at that party, I met Alyssa Violet and I had a helicopter contact at the time Sick. that I was doing like flights over LA with for influencers. We scheduled it for like two days later. She shows up with Jake. I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'm shooting Jake Paul now. Logan saw all the content that I was creating with them and was like, didn't this kid reach out right. to me? Didn't I meet him already? And he hit me up. And then from there, I started making all this stuff for him. Those tags back then, like it was insane. Yeah. Every time he tagged me, I gained 5,000 followers. I think the best thing that I've started to do recently is show myself more. The consistent factor in all of it is me. It would make it easier if there were references. I don't have like direct references for a lot of my stuff. And I think that's one of my strengths is that if I do create something, it feels truly unique because it's not a mimic of something that I saw on Instagram earlier that day. I know the positions of the models before I get there. I know exactly where people are going to sit. I'm like going on Google Maps and seeing like what direction the house is facing to see where the sun is going to be at that time. Honestly, the setup doesn't take me that long. Do you get like a lot of different shots? No. Or like, I don't yeah, like, like doing shot. that. I yeah. think I think if I took too many, I would never be able to mm. choose. By April, I had been accepted to one of like the premier platforms in the space called okay. Super Rare. I was the second photographer that they allowed onto the platform. Dude, it was unbelievable. 2021, I mean, I made more money that year than I've ever made in my entire life. Off NFTs, basically. Off NFTs, silly. yeah. I feel more excited now, like 2023, 2024, than I have in the last three years. Like, rad, I, I feel like I'm back in the mindset that I had in 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 90 of the 505 podcast. Special guest today. Oh, yeah. Big lots, time. Of, lots of big announcements. Yep. Okay. We got Brendan North coming on the pod. Yeah. All right. But before we got Brendan North, there's a new drink on the table. Oh. Okay. There's a new drink on the table. God, I this is leisure hydration. I love leisure so much. So there's, good. There's a new sponsor on the pod, okay? And if you want a direct way to help the rocks out, pay Keon. Keon's been sleeping on the couch again. Yep. It's one of those rough times for us around right. here. Okay, Christmas is coming up. So if you don't want Keon to have any presents under the tree, right. you shouldn't, but you should right now. You should go down to the description because this is a direct way to help us, okay? Mm -hmm. This is leisure, leisure hydration, okay? It's 30 calories. It's good for my fit friends, okay? Yep. We got no added preservatives, no bubbles. This is just like kind of like a juice vibe, okay? You can get either a blueberry flavor, you could get lemonade, and this is the, what is this Tropical one? Tropical mango. Tropical mango. Which one's your My favorite? favorite? Tropical mango. Balance? This, Fire, is the, this is the one I like the best. Dude, I like literally love leisure. It's like so smooth. Yeah. And it makes you feel good, like calm and nice. Like yeah, Brenda was talking about that after the pod. A little ashwagandha in here. Yeah, dude. Like L-theanine. I love L-theanine, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna sleep like a baby. Yeah, dude. This is, uh, this is the new pod sponsor this is the one-handed crack official sponsor and this is crazy i'm gonna i'm gonna lob this out okay don't kill me no one get mad at me okay i'm gonna lob out an extra 0.5 to the scores that i see on instagram on instagram if you're using a leisure okay oh, that's a big bonus i know dude. i know so so a lot of you guys do a lot of y'all need some help <laughs> right. So, right this is a all the help yeah, you can get this is a perfect way to bump you up a little 0.5 so if it's a six you're getting a six five now. someone could get to a 10 potentially because if they get an eight five you don't give out 10 exactly. but if they got an eight yeah. five yeah oh no no we're we're never never so no eight five is the cutoff no no ten tens just don't exist tens don't exist yeah it's just but this impossible could, if like if you're constantly getting like yeah, in the six and yeah. seven range yeah. this could, you could bump get you to the eight you yeah. could get into big dog territory yeah. you know passing grades yeah. <laughs> also um do you, you see what i'm rocking do you see this sick hat dude nba in season tournament champions. Thank you, dude. I didn't say actual champions because that's gonna be the Timberwolves this year. But in season <laughs> tournament, you sure did it, buddy. We had a we had a fun trip to Vegas. We went six and zero in the IST. 
Sure did. Inaugural champions. Felt good. Nice. We're in the champagne room. This is crazy. Okay, this is unreal. So we get in the champagne room, like we're walking down the tunnel. Bron's like, let's go in season tournament champs. We walk into the into the, into the little room. And so they got Michelob Ultra everywhere and they mm. got all these champagne bottles, right? Leisure. Le- yeah. <laughs> they, they start popping champagne and I, I'm like sitting there and I realize I don't have a rain bag, dude. Uh-oh. So I grabbed, they had tournament champion shirts. I grabbed one, wrap it around yeah. really quick, grab one of the towels, wrap it around. I got one towel over my head. I'm wearing this hat. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, holy yeah. shit. And Bron's like, the young guys don't know how to pop these. And so he's like, I'm gonna show you guys something. And then it's just everywhere. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So then everyone's going crazy. Champagne's flowing. It's going everywhere. And they get for like a group photo, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at the camera and it's just completely black. Like the screen's very dark. Like I'm like, oh, that's a problem. I see champagne kind of dribbles all over oh, where no. where the F stop wheel is on our C70. Oh, and I'm like, oh, this is I'm like, this is great. It's done. I try to roll it. I think liquid has gotten into it. I try and roll it. It's locked. I'm like, damn, this would be a really cool moment to get with everybody. And I'm low, dude. I'm literally ninja proud, like all the way crouching a ball. Every all the TV cameras are above yeah. me. I'm like low and I'm looking. I'm like, that's great. That can't that shot's <sighs> definitely not gonna work. I back out, I'm like, bro, I'm pissed, dude. I didn't get mm. the shot. I didn't get the, the, like one of our shots. He goes, No, it's okay. Like, I got it. I was right there. I'm like, he's trying to calm me down. I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm like, dude, the camera's broken, bro. Yeah. I gotta take it to insurance. It was locked. It was locked. Oh, like the, the button. Yes, locked the button it. was locked because I had the the towels and stuff over it, and so it was all good. Camera's good, and it was working that, perfectly fine. That lock button has made me real nervous before, dude. dude I've been messing with it, yeah. and then you're trying to mess this, and you're like, oh, it's broken. The yeah, because because it's off to on to lock. Yeah, I feel like it should be in a different place. I feel like it should be just like a weird button that totally. you would never touch. That you'd never touch because I've accidentally touched it before too, and I've been really confused. Oh god, yeah. it made me so sick. But also on the topic of this incredible episode that you guys are about to dive into, okay, Brendan North. Okay, yep. this guy's an amazing artist. Yeah, he talked about something really interesting here. He he pivoted really hard. He used to work for Logan Paul. He was his videographer for a whole year of those daily vlogs, right. and he was like, you know what? At the end of this. I want to do something new. I want to do something for me. I want to be I want to be an artist. So it's kind of what he was saying when he hopped into this whole space. And I think those of you that might be feel like you're pigeonholed right now doing something, you're going to get a ton of value out of this episode because he talked about his journey and just making the switch really cold turkey, it sounded like. And I applaud him because I think he's doing amazing things in the space. You should go check out his work. Link below is beautiful. The pivot is tough because I felt that same way when I was touring with Loud Luxury. It's like you're putting so much time and effort into somebody else that you don't feel like you have time to to create what you want to create. And I mean, I was just touring on the weekends. He's grinding every single day. And then he's also talking about how he's like, if I finished a video early, I'd like hit up a model to shoot. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you were just shooting Motor. like 24 seven. And then on top of that, like after making the pivot, I mean, you get, he gets like almost a million followers, like a little over 900,000 followers on Instagram, which is like crazy. Right. And then he said he has lost like 400,000 followers. Like that I feel like would fuck with my mental so hard. But I will say like taking a look at his work, you brought up a really good point, Chase, on the podcast, how like when you scroll, it it's not work that is just like disposable, just made for right. Instagram. Like he's making art and you can really tell when you see a photo of his that it's his style and his photo. Totally. It's so experimental. Yeah, I love it. Real experimental. Yeah. And I was, I mean, my favorite part and just kind of mind blowing because it's so different from what all of us do is like most photographers or videographers, you go out there and you have like a ton of deliverables, right? The client's like, well, I want to make sure I see this. I want a photo of that. I want a photo of that. We might post this in next year's holiday deck. I'm going to need a photo of that, et cetera. 
he goes on set. He has an idea for what he wants to shoot because it's his idea. That's all that matters is this is my idea. I need to photograph it and sell it to print and NFT and everything. And so he goes on thing. He gets on set, gets the models exactly where he wants them. And then he said, he's like, sometimes he's like, click, done. One photo, dude. One frame. <laughs> One shot, Tommy. One shot. And he's just like, yeah, that's it. That's what I wanted. I mean, it's cool when you spend more time in the pre than the actual just like documenting shooting like crazy. It's crazy because I feel like when I remember when I was shooting photos in high school or, mm. or college, it was like spray and pray was my vibe oh, yeah. for sure. Totally. And to think that he just showed up and he, he has this crazy photo of this girl like falling into a pool and yeah. he's like one take. That's yeah. all it took. On I'm film. like, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so bold. dude. Yeah. God. The shutter count on that camera. got to be so low. It's like 17. You probably sell it so fast. <laughs> yeah, Basically new. Yeah. It's so crazy, dude. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you from waiting. Let's get into episode 90. Come on. One headed crack presented by Lee your hydration brendan north show me what you got baby i got high hopes for it i got i got the yeah well, got okay yeah wipe, wipe it off <laughs> yeah, no sweat smart. on the bottle so it's lift yep. lift then lift finger. swoop and okay. pull all right so. the index finger tattoo is gonna make this extra cool yeah. i feel like okay go yep oh, oh shit oh, oh one shit. of one of the best ones give it a spin for me spin it around for me you gotta yeah, spin it around Oh, uh, you popped it out. Okay, I, I so okay, so here's the deal. There was there was the, a dent. The, the pre-existing dent will knock you a little bit, but we're gonna give yeah. you a six five, and I'm really happy. That's all it. That's all it. That's really good. That's great work. That's should, great work. Should we bump them up to a seven because it was with leisure hydration? Yeah, yeah. We'll give you a seven. We'll bump you up 0.5 for the uh, for the drink. <laughs> you get a seven. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I felt cocky. Splashing. That was like no it. dent. <laughs> That was a den that came back. We've never out. done like a celebratory one yeah. after the no, guest. Yeah. It was hey, so exciting. Cheers, boys. Hey, cheers, cheers, hey, cheers, cheers, cheers. Thanks for having me. Guys. Absolutely, yeah, dude. This is a long time coming, man. Mm. I feel like when we started this, I was like, you know, I don't know a lot of like big creators, but I do know Brendan North. So maybe one day it was like once Pod <laughs> is good enough. We can invite him on. It was going on for so long though that we didn't think that Chase yeah. actually knew you. You know, yeah, it was like it was like an imaginary year friend. and a half, and he's like this Brendan North guy, and I'm like. Again, it's been like two years, so really right. happy to have you here, though. No, Let's I'm, go. I'm stoked to be here, and it, hearing that is even funnier because I'm trying to picture, I'm trying to picture Chase. There we go. I'm <laughs> trying to picture Chase like proving that he knows me, and he's like, no, no, no. He took my picture, <laughs> yeah. and the one photo <laughs> yeah. that I have of Chase is him in a mask. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Holding like a sign. I love that photo, though. That was a cool idea. It came out pretty cool. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. It's it funny. Well. So when I met you, I met you at a party, a friend's party, Spencer Rory's birthday party, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And when I first met you, we were like, we bonded over having the same I knew camera. Was the, yeah, yeah was exactly. Yeah. We both had the A6000, I think. A6500, maybe? A6500. That's what I had. Yep. I had that too. Don't worry. It's not my good. Yep. I had the 6000 beforehand, but I upgraded. Yeah. But I think you, you were saying, like, yeah, I shoot like, you know, I do a lot of like influencer stuff, but I'm switching. I'm just going to take a fucking leap and just start doing fine art. Yep. And you're like, I don't care what happens. I'm just going for it. And I was like, that guy is fucking badass. <laughs> God, I was so pumped because you like, you ended up just totally switching, right? Just a complete 180, basically? Yeah, in, in almost all facets of it. Yeah. But I mean, I still include some of those people right. with the followings in the fine art stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I went hard turn from like the influencer world, shooting just basically portraits for people's Instagrams yeah. to trying to create pieces that people would want to own and put on their wall and, and collect as art pieces. So what was like the inspiration to make that move? You just wanted to like feel more like into it or? I think that was always kind of the goal. Yeah. Like that's what I wanted out of my photography was to be more of an artist um, than an influencer. Yeah. And I got so deep into the influencer world that it, I started losing that. And 
I felt like if I stayed in that world any longer, I would be stuck there forever. And it was like a all or nothing, like I got to make the move now or I'm going to be, you know, X, Y's, you know, photographer forever. Like typecast. And I'm not going to be Brendan North. I'm going to be, you know, this person's videographer, this person's photographer. I mean, the big one was Logan Paul. Right. His videographer, photographer for a year. Right. And if I stayed there any longer, I would have been Logan Paul's photographer forever. You know, that's a crazy (laughs) gig. I I, I guess we should get into that a little bit. I'm down to talk about that. That's fine. How did you get connected with him? And also, what was that grind like of doing daily vlogs for Logan Paul? Um, So the initial, I mean, I knew who he was in 2016 is when I moved to L.A. And I knew him from Vine and all the videos he was doing back then. And randomly met him at good times at Davy Wayne's nice. in Hollywood. Nice. Nice. Uh, went up to him and another one of his friends, Juan Pizarita, um, who's like a massive Mexican social media star. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's yeah. hilarious. I've shot him a lot as well. Um, but you know, that was the first introduction and I, you know, chatted Logan up and I was like, if you ever need like a photographer for anything, and he gave me his email, not, no phone number, no like follow back, nothing. Just so like, professional. Gave me his email. To his credit, he actually responded to the email that I sent him the next day uh, and said he would keep me in mind. And then like two months go by and I end up at a party at his younger brother Jake's house somehow. I was on a photo shoot and the model that I was shooting was like, I'm going to like this party at Jake's house. Like, do you want to come? Went there. Jake's not even there. Like the people that he was housing at the time, like Team 10, were throwing the party. Was it one of those massive, the like glass, the clout houses? It was, uh, no. I know which ones you're talking about. The ones on Weed Lake Drive that was like the- like five, six stories tall? Those yeah. ones, yeah, those, that was not, this was before that. Okay. Um, this was like middle of West Hollywood. It's one of the houses that he like got kicked out of because of his neighbors. Oh, he was, was destroying it, the neighborhood and like he, had the fire in the pool and like the doing pool dirt lit bikes on down fire. The street. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. That was the house. Okay. But at that party, I met Alyssa Violet, who was um, living in the house at the time and huge model, massive following. And I had a helicopter contact at the time Sick. that I was doing like flights over LA with for influencers. And I told Alyssa, like, let's do a flight. We'll take photos up there. And she's, we schedule it for like two days later. She shows up with Jake. I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'm shooting Jake Paul now. And then Logan saw all the content that I started creating. Like that was my in with Jake and his like team 10 crew. Logan saw all the content that I was creating with them. And was like, didn't this kid reach out right. to me? <laughs> like, didn't, didn't I meet him already? And he hit me up. And then from there, I started making all this stuff for him. And he hired me full time and I moved into his house. Oh, in, shit. Yeah, like $7 million house in Encino. Insane. And what year was this? That was 2017. So you moved to LA 2016. Yep. Get linked with them in 2017. Yep. What did the initial email that you sent to Logan Paul say? It was literally, I think it was two sentences. Okay. It was like, hey, man, it was great meeting you at Good Times uh, last night. And like I said, if you ever need... Uh, photographer for anything for social media for YouTube whatever let me know I'd be happy to do it for free and then did he reach back out via that same email or did he like get your contact from Jake he DM'd me again okay. like th- mm-hmm. from that point 
that was a DM. Gotcha. Yeah. When you moved out here, though, I had read somewhere that you were actually couch surfing a ton. And uh-huh. you even at one point slept on top of a lifeguard tower. <laughs> got the story. Yeah. Okay. So you slept on top of a lifeguard tower and you're telling me that you're kind of exchanging content. So that was 2016. Okay. 2016. But this is before I had like the big break, which was like the Paul brothers and, okay. and all that. Yeah. During that time period, though, when you first get linked with them, is it free to fee kind of situation? Or are you like, hey, this is like, obviously it's now a full blown thing for you at that point free to tag me like i wanted clout i wanted attention i want i wanted followers so you're like i'll sleep on a on a lifeguard stand (laughs) if i can get some more followers that didn't last long but yes dedication yes christ yeah yeah i was more of a pride thing because i didn't want to ask anybody for help you know Mm -hmm. um and i had asked enough was the thought process though that if I get tagged in these, this is gonna lead me to more work and more opportunities? Absolutely. And dude, in twenty sixteen, that could not have been more true because those tags back then, like it was insane. Yeah. Every time he tagged me, I gained five thousand followers. Right. Every single time. And he and while I was his personal photographer, he posted almost every single day. Like I, I had been shooting some bigger people, like including Jake's team and all of those people. Uh, and I think I had a hundred thousand followers the day that I fully was hired by Logan. But from that, I went to 900 very quickly, like over the next seven months. When did the video come into play? Cause you tell, you know, you're doing photography back in Boston. You come out here. Did you have to just learn video in, in like a few days span? Yeah. On the spot. Just like, <laughs> but it was, it's not like high technicality, like type of video is run and gun um like trying to like expose the shot like as logan is like running around his house and like you know what i mean right and it's it's vlog style so it's not 100 percent perfect and it's like pop zooms and like just reactions and it's kind of funny Mm. so it's a little more casual were you stoked to like have gone from that to then living in like a seven million dollar house that was that and was that's like cool. basically yeah. right like a year after were you like to the people home like what up i already did it like <laughs> you know what i mean dude kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. i would have been because you know what happened in the end of 2017 was my five-year high school reunion oh sick you're like going to I, that i walked into that <laughs> yeah like, to the oh lambo higher <laughs> no, security no, the I whole just, nine I, yards i did i did better so <laughs> we had we had the uh, five-year reunion at a bar in Boston. And that day, before the reunion starts, I, had, I held a meet and greet in Boston in one off. of like the plazas. And I was Logan's person at that time. This is the video you have on your YouTube channel? Yeah, the one that says, I never thought I could yep. do this. <laughs> yeah. But like 200 people showed up Sick. to this square in Boston. And I get out of like a, you know, I got a... SUV, whatever to drop me off. And it was the coolest thing ever. And I had some of the people from high school that were there. Sick. And it was all anybody was talking about at that at the reunion. <laughs> That's Brendan did North. You, did, you see, did you see what Brendan did like this <laughs> afternoon? It was insane. That's incredible. I remember graduating high school and talking with our friends, being like, dude, we gotta make it within the next like five to ten years so that like our ten year reunion ten year. Yeah. is baller. And my ten year reunion actually just happened at Busby's down the street and i didn't even go because i was like ah, i don't need to you yeah, just I down the street the ten, yeah. skip the tenure too 
Yeah, I got a tenure. I five year. I figured it would just be like, uh, where'd you do? Oh, I graduated college. Oh, me too. Crazy, you know. We ten. didn't. We didn't have a five year. I think ours yeah. is only ten. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm shooting for the ten. I think. Yeah, you're gonna head we'll out. See. Head out to or to Minnesota. Now that we got the podcast thing on some Spotify's wrapped. <laughs> there you go. And I'm just reposting it everywhere. You know. You got something to flex. Have a meet and greet. There'll be two people at the meet and greet. My parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you do. I believe 270 daily vlogs. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, in excess. I mean, it was at least that much. And so, like, you're on his schedule, right? And they're daily vlogs. So, what do your days look like um, shooting those? And are you editing them as well? I was not. Okay. I was not editing. I don't think I would have been able to survive that. Um, So, Logan was actually genius. Like, he reinvented the vlog game, the daily vlogging game. And one of the ways he did that was hiring an editor overseas in England. So the game was record, I would upload it to a Google Drive at night. The person in England would wake up to a brand new set of footage, cut it together through their morning, send it over by their afternoon. We're waking up to a finished vlog. Logan reviews it, posts it. And it was this well-oiled machine. Um, And then everybody started hiring editors in the UK after that. It was crazy. Fucking time zones, dude, that's genius. Yeah. Oh my How did god. I think of that? <laughs> so smart. Oh my god! When you when there was a point right where obviously I'd assume you got a little burned out with making these daily vlogs, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is this internal monologue looking like? Of hey, I've done this thing. Now I'm not. I'm because you weren't really doing a ton of photos during that time period. During that period, right? Just his Instagram stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I would like try to sn- if we if we finished a video early in the day, I would desperately try to like hit up a model and be like yo let's go to malibu let's go take some sunset shots and just so i just to like fuel that little bit of creative energy that i needed to get out on my own you know because there was no freedom of you know my own artistic you know passions during that time it was 100 percent for him did you feel completely depleted by the end of it because now i mean your stuff's amazing it's it's incredible so like during during that period though when it's done when it's done it finishes it wraps you're like i can't do this anymore like i'm gonna move on and do this what was that kind of you know going through your mind at that that period and going off on uncertainty right yeah yes so you mean like when i was done with yes completely done you're like can't do it anymore part of the factor was i had gained enough of a following to the point where I was like, I can leave and survive on brand deals right. for, you know, however long I need to before I get the art side figured out. And that, you know, that went well. I had, like I said, I had a ton of followers at that point and the engagement was insane. Everything I posted was getting like a hundred thousand likes. Not anymore, but <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, it was, it, again, it was that all or nothing moment. Like I, couldn't stay there any longer um so yeah i had to leave and that's when you got into like you did your own thing you did like the painted series right it was like yep. right after that. that was that was 2018 that's like yep. the jay Alvarez photo the less human more being that we all like everyone the saw first, in the first Hawaii one world. that i ever mm-hmm. saw from you was yeah one me of the too painted series thank you yeah. yeah that was i think that's one of my most recognized like bodies of work at this point it's also the largest body of work i've ever created at this point it's like over 50 images oh wow um i'm actually rebooting that series which is like oh, kind of a breaking little, news a little announcement <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on. yeah because the original part in 2018 2019 when i was shooting those was uh about 40 images and i actually sold all 40 of those as nfts yes in 2021 which was amazing changed my life and 
now I want to create like part two painted painted poetry part two. How and does it work if you if you sell them? Can you mm -hmm. technically repost it? How does that? How does that? Yeah, also? do you like give up oh, the rights completely? Yeah, no. So it's not. It's literally like owning a print. Um, I'm not including rights to anything. Okay. There there are some people in the NFT space that have made their pieces like Creative Commons. Like you can remix it. You can if you own the piece. Uh, you can print it on a t-shirt. You can, you know, merchandise it. I, not for mine. That's just not a decision that I've made with my work yet. And it was one of one, like this one person got so it? So each of the painted poetry stuff, each of those images was one of one. Yep. So 40 different people own 40 different images. Yeah. And basically visually, so we can, it's basically you had like a, a little, a poem or a little mm -hmm. phrase or something that you'd yep. write in white paint on yep. people and then shoot them in black and white. So like, fucking pops yeah the white pops off the skin like crazy yes yeah i, I remember you described that to me when we fucking met i was like god that's genius <laughs> i walked away so inspired and so that was the first um artistic like fine art piece that you did after leaving logan yep and yeah. so how long between deciding to leave and making that first piece how long was that it didn't take long okay. honestly because i had been writing the poetry already um I've always kind of written it and I was like, damn, how do I combine photography and this? And literally the most simple way to do it was to paint the words onto the models that I was shooting. Gotcha. Um, and it was probably two months after leaving that I shot the first one and then started dropping them like weekly or even more frequently. Gotcha. Did having the Instagram following help you in selling these art pieces? Or in a way, did it hurt you because like you have the stigma of being like Logan Paul's videographer and struggling with maybe getting taken seriously as like an artist? I don't, I don't think it's a stigma thing, but I do think that there was a factor uh, that my audience didn't really give a shit uh, that I was gonna be an artist now. They were like, mm. where are the people that you used to photograph? Because that's why they followed me. Right. Being completely honest, like they followed me to see more of those people. Um, some of them, sure, were actually genuinely fans of my work. But I think a large majority was just there, you know, to see more of the people that I was working with, that friend group. Because it was more like I was the influencer. I was like, I wasn't even seen as a photographer then. Um, but when I came to the NFT space, three years later, 2021 comes around. I have a ton of followers. People are just discovering me for the first time. They see me as very legitimate automatically just because of the amount of people I reach. And I think that was actually very beneficial to the, to the art sales because there are a lot of very talented artists that entered the NFT space without sort of that legitimacy or the appearance of it with the following that struggled. And I was able to you know, make a big splash. Did it hurt? Like, were you like worried when like, say you were like, you were like, okay, I'm making a change. I don't care if people unfollow me. Like I'm making fine art now. You want to know how many followers I've lost in how, the last five years? How many? 400,000. Yeah, that's a lot. Did that wow. suck? Or were you like, I don't care. I'm doing what I want to do. And that's more important to me. The latter. Yeah. yeah. It, it is more important to me. Um, it's not like it didn't suck. Right. <laughs> Especially at the beginning because it was going fast. Oh yeah. Like I was, I think I got the highest point was 918,000 followers. You're like, I'm almost at a million. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, and like, even after I left, because I started making my own YouTube videos, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna start doing this. Kept climbing up a little bit, a little bit, 
even the YouTube following went crazy because people thought, oh, he's going to start vlogging himself. Um, that burned me out really quick. Yeah. Couldn't keep up with the, the YouTube videos. And then slowly it turned the other direction and started falling. Um, and then it started falling really fast. But since it's slowed down and uh, yeah, it messes with you mentally for sure. Losing that many followers, you're like, what am I doing wrong? How I, do I fix this? How do I turn this around? I can relate to it on a very minor scale. And it was because yeah. I was on a few YouTube series mm -hmm. that got me like my initial push of following. Mm -hmm. And then once I guess like the clout of that dies away, the followers start to go away as well. And I remember, I think I lost, I got up to like 90K and I dropped like 19 or 20K. And it really it's fucked with me significant. mentally. Yeah. yeah. Especially percentage-wise. That's a small amount. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even percentage-wise. That's um, a small amount. It would frustrate me because also, similar to you, like you were the influencer. And I was doing photography and video um, as like my job. But then I was also doing like brand deals. And then if someone would like, I guess, look at my Instagram page, they'd be like, oh, he's like a model or trying to be like a male influencer. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, like it would really frustrate me. And then I was like, okay, I got to pivot my content because what I'm doing work-wise isn't represented on like my social media and personal brand. And so I can relate to you on that. And so like, how long do you feel like it took you to, I guess, uh, rebrand yourself to where now people obviously see your page and they see like the fine art and they're like, oh, of course you're an artist. Um, but like maybe how long did that take to that switch to happen? Longer than I would have liked mm -hmm. for sure. Um, people are still, every time I post on Instagram, it's like a reminder to the people that followed me in 2017 to unfollow me. Um, which is why I actually, I stopped posting um, almost all of like 21, 22. I didn't really post on Instagram. I think I posted like five times because every time I posted, I was just losing followers. It was just numbers would drop. And if I didn't post, nobody remembered to unfollow me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like i was like hiding. yeah just keep i'll just keep this like, what we got what we got yeah. exactly um how did you did you start posting them on twitter because i feel like i saw some of the images on twitter yes so well the nft space the advent of that mm. world brought me fully to twitter so 21 22 i i did stop posting on instagram but i started posting 10 times a day on twitter i was going crazy on that platform because that's where those collectors existed um, and that's where that whole crypto space lives. And, um, yeah, it, it took a long time to change people's perspective for sure to like retrain your audience. Like I am now this it's, I'm not what, I, what you followed me as, you know, it takes time. Do you have any tips for people wanting to rebrand? Cause I feel like you get, yeah. Pigeonholed into one thing and yeah, even just people, yeah. um, I feel like I'm almost dealing with it again where like I was doing concert stuff for like a year and a half, two years touring people started knowing me as like a tour photographer and now i'm like i got burnt out from touring and want to wanting to like switch my content a little bit getting more into like landscape photography lifestyle just different types mm -hmm. and so i'm feeling like i need to rebrand myself a little bit again so like do you have any tips for rebranding ah man i mean if i knew them i'd, I'd apply them myself <laughs> sure. but i think the best thing that i've started to do recently is show myself more um because at least it's something that people it's the consistent factor in all of it is me, right? So people that followed me back then knew me. Um, and then I went hardcore art, stopped showing myself, stopped like talking and engaging with my audience and tried to be this elusive, you know, high-end artist, which is one strategy. If you want to get into the art world, you have to act, you know, 
right holier than thou a little bit and sort of untouchable right because people are willing to pay for access but i think recently i've started getting into reels more finally bit the bullet and started making videos again short little clips of but i but i focus it around my art the art pieces the prints as well the nfts and i think that has sort of gotten my audience like oh yeah it's it's brendan like he's it's still him and maybe there's you know some way you can like gradually mix what you used to do yeah or even just include yourself in it if you're the common factor between before and after like maybe people will stick with you as a person i think that's important with anything right it's like you're you, I saw you putting the reels out and stuff. It's awesome. Like, I like the car window one. It was sick. Do you see that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, that one. Thanks, <laughs> it's yeah. perfect. It's so, a perfect. Wild. Someone broke into your car, bastards. Yeah, yeah. it's when you smashed my window. Yeah. Another thing, dude. We have so much yeah. in common. Yeah, also, awesome. got my car broken into. Really, all this yeah. camera should have taken out. I was with them. Yeah. Oh, bad. your camera mm. stuff was in it. Yeah, my full bag. Full right, bag. Right Laptop before, too. right before merch too. It was just great timing. Yeah, we're gonna go. How long ago was this? Beginning of the year, like January, February. Damn, dude. All they got from me was Playboy Bunny outfits and, <laughs> and a backpack. Dude, they took my full bag. Like G Masters, all of the Trinity. $30,000 worth of shit. Laptop. They hit the jackpot. Couldn't have broken into a better car. Was it insured? Did you get some of it yes. back? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Thank God. I just, like, I want to say two or three weeks ago, just got the full police report in the mail. So See, I like didn't six, even, seven months. I didn't even file one. What are they going to do? Get my... Playboy bunny outfits back. Right. Like, they're not going to look for that. But Damn. it's it's sick that you turned it into something though yeah. that like went it like did well on Instagram, but also like it was just cool because he's like yeah. Also like the photos dope itself yeah. of like the car like chick looking mm-hmm. in the broken window, but then yeah. like the reel around it like got a lot of traction, right? It did. Yeah. So it's like the perfect two hundred something thousand views, which is that, which was great. Yeah, we'll take, take that every day of the week. Yeah. I was happy. Yeah. Probably paid for the window, right? Yeah. So I I sold two prints. Oh, sick. There you paid, go. Paid for the window. Come on five times over come wow, on dude which okay. was incredible yeah how how did you go about because like for in video world that's i don't really i don't shoot photos ever and mm-hmm. so what i like to do is i'm like storyboarding stuff and i'm putting it in canva and trying to like pull these images from commercials and whatnot how do you go about uh you know conceptualizing these things now <laughs> yes, i it, have so many questions yeah about this. how do you go about that because it, it's so interesting i'm seeing we got models with oculuses oh, on we I got feel like my answer is going to disappoint you. no no i'm if it's if you just come up with that your ass i'm even more I impressed get baked in it. <laughs> no it's not even that it's, it's uh i don't know it feels like sort of a waterfall of thoughts where it's like all right this thing happened and i you know my window smashed like i'm not gonna it actually okay there is a direct line for this one so in 2020 i created a photo series uh called from nothing which the idea was to create images from broken stuff that i found around los angeles and um that was inspired just by driving around la you see all these like junk on the sidewalk like people are literally just putting living rooms on the sidewalk in los angeles like couches refrigerators whatever you need is like just being tossed on the sidewalk for a junk junk truck to come pick up so that's where that series came from so i built like a living room on the beach um it's called beach house it's kind of fun and that and that was just all from stuff that i picked up i rented a u-haul drove around la picked up a couch a rug coffee table old tv uh lamp you know and built a living room on the beach and then the second one was a refrigerator. I picked it up, put it in the back of my car, drove it to downtown, shot that one. And then there was one when I was living in West Hollywood, somebody had thrown a, a rock at a bus stop, like a sign. 
one of the advertisements on the side of a bus stop and shattered all the glass and ripped the advertisement out. So it's just like this lit up panel with a bunch of shattered glass on the ground. And I turned that into an art piece that said, um, I made a stencil, it said break glass in case of celebration. And then I taped um, champagne glasses to the sign. So it looked like somebody broke the glass, had a, <laughs> had a little celebration and then left. And um, I mean, so that image, directly like when i saw my window was smashed i was like this is an art piece like that's this is like a direct follow-up to the bus stop shot how do i turn it into something and it's a common thing now that people are breaking windows and sm like clearly it's not right. yeah it sucks bastard it's not uncommon it yeah. happens a lot especially in la and like san francisco yeah san francisco is even worse it's worse it's yeah insane. i know i know like three different photographers that have had all their stuff mm. taken from their cars in san francisco yeah I'm like, first of all, stop leaving your gear in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't, don't do that anymore. <laughs> Wear it, take it with you wherever you yeah. go. Um, my fault for leaving, even if the backpack had nothing of value in it, backpack looks enticing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, enough totally. to Enough to break the window. Like I said, it was that, it's that water, waterfall of thoughts. It's like extrapolating from a real life situation and turning it into, okay, where is the concept within this thing that just happened? Um, a lot of it is current events as well. Um, so one of the concepts that has been recurring for me is a take on virtual reality, AI, VR, you know, all of, all of that world is very like on the tip of everybody's tongues. You know, it's, it's a hot topic, it's a buzzword. And I thought, okay, my style, very Los Angeles, how do I turn this like VR concept into an LA style photo? Um, so I thought, you know, I'll put these models by the pool put some VR headsets on them and call it a day. And that, and you know, that's where that concept comes from. It's not, I don't know. I guess it just comes from, from your brain, dude. I love yeah, it. No, I like I it. Yeah. yeah. You're experiencing the world. You're coming up with these ideas yeah. and putting them out there and allowing the public to kind of judge and make, you know, make their own decisions about what it is that you're creating. Yeah. I, I wish there were like, it would make it easier if there were references, but I don't have like direct references for a lot of my stuff. And I think that's one of my strengths is that if I do create something, it feels truly unique because it's not a mimic of something that I saw on Instagram earlier that day. Yeah, you're pulling it from so yeah. many different places. And I definitely yeah. feel like if I'm scrolling, I always can tell it's like your photo before I see your name or Love either that. way. Like that's, definitely. That's like the greatest compliment a photographer can get. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like finding out that you have a recognizable style, yeah. something that you know people are drawn to and, and can easily pick out of a bunch. That's a really cool compliment, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you also have the most beautiful blues in your photos. If you notice that the sky is always the prettiest, is that, <laughs> I mean, I know you're shooting on Hasselblad, yeah. which is fucking rad. I think you're the first Hasselblad shoot we've had on the pod probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the, like the medium format digital one, yeah? Yeah, so that's the X1D2. Sick. Shit ton of megapixels, right? It's like ridiculous. Yeah, so it, it's a 50 megapixel. Um, the it, the RAWs are like 110 megabytes, um, which is fun to play with. Mm. It's really nice. The colors are the best part about Hasselblad, for, for sure. And the blues are probably the best color that they yeah. do. Not that it's all the camera, though. Not that it's all no, the I know. I, I know, but so it's, it's funny because I discovered the blue that I love mm. by shooting on my Hasselblad 500CM, which is um, the medium format film camera. It's a six by six, the square, classic, mm. like Hasselblad look. Um, I got that first. And I started shooting Portrait 400 on that camera. And I was like, 
okay, this is where the this is the blue that I want. Sony's not getting it for me. Neither Canon. No, Canon will get it. So we're so we're Canon guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah as, you, as you can see, the blues as soon as you are locked have, in on the side. Are there any blues in this? <laughs> I'm <laughs> seeing this is my the blue eyes, on the Kosis's yeah. eyes. Kosis, yeah. look at the camera. <laughs> this is super blue. Yeah, this is blue. Um, <laughs> this dude. I I guess I haven't had much experience with Canon, and I didn't give it a proper shot. It's probably a good idea. But the. The um, any the process Ni- any just, Nikon? Never. Thank nice. God. It's the, yeah. it's, the, uh, it's the one You'll camera still company I don't here. think I've ever even touched. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Thank God. You know. <laughs> and, that, and that's coming from a true artist. <laughs> yeah. True artist. Of, a real photographer. Like real photographer. Selling Cause, prints. Because photographers always say like, no, I shoot on Nikon because like I'm a photographer and yeah. like it's I know it's not as good as video, but it's, it's like no, dude, he's a real photographer. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Doesn't touch it. So, <laughs> what up? <laughs> Yeah, the the I guess the natural progression was from the Hasselblad film camera to the Hasselblad digital, and I started shooting with that, and I was like, oh, there's there's the blues, they're back, like right. I found them worth Hell every yeah. cent. Those are very expensive, right? They are, yeah. The lenses, the body, like, yeah, it's an expensive setup, but I couldn't shoot with anything else. What, now. what glass do you rock with for something like that? So I only have two lenses for it because the lenses are so expensive. Um, one of them is a 45 millimeter prime, um, but it's medium format, so it's more like a 35. Oh, right. Um, okay. Oh, it almost works backwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the opposite Correct, because the sensor's just Got fucking massive. huge. Massive, okay. Um, yeah, that is sick. So 45 prime, I think it's like, I can't even remember. When do you actually look at that? <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's like an F3. Something like that. And do you usually again, go wide open with that? Is that no, 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 no not okay. almost, almost never now. Which is kind of why I don't really pay attention to what the aperture is um, on the on the lens itself. Like what the lowest stop is doesn't like, matter because right. I don't really go there ever unless I'm doing like headshots or portraits. Right. But a lot of my stuff is a much wider scene, a bigger scope, and for that I'm shooting more at like f16 at least oh, um, interesting. to get it to get the whole scene in focus you yeah. can't have any dust on that sensor man I'd be in trouble with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We, we would both yeah. be in deep shit if we were using that really, yeah, <laughs> because as soon oh, as well, you stop down you get like the little the little dust particles and shit I'm also on video so I can right. oh yeah, spot you correct. Could, yeah, you yeah, can just true, get it right. out of there but no I do try to keep it clean <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't have to deal with that with like your pool shots yeah there's always like a lot of depth correct and so yeah you need obviously there's multiple people at different right distances right. from, from the camera so i need all of them to be in focus right um and then the other one is a uh 25 to 75 um which is amazing it's great but it's not i don't think it goes as low as three but you know okay mm. so were you like um monetizing after you start doing the fine art are you monetizing with like brand deals and then like prints like is that like a big avenue for you like selling prints around town to like collectors in LA or I sell some to LA LA is one of my good markets for sure um oddly enough uh Singapore has been like the paying my bills for the last year (laughs) a lot of bread a lot of bread out in Singapore yeah yeah they love the poolside stuff it's very I don't know it's just something that they enjoy um very like LA sort of glamorous yeah style they like that like you said, there's a lot of money in did, Singapore. Did you have to run any ads at all, or was that strictly from social following? Social following, wow. yeah. Um, I've never run an ad for the Prince, but yeah, I mean, Southeast Asia, um, Germany, 
So, so I've sold cool. decent amounts to people in Germany, some French collectors, UK, Miami, New York, like the places that have money, honestly, mm-hmm. are, are buying expensive art any hotels because i feel like your your photo could i could oh, see you yeah. you pop in i'm like oh there that like would, one of those edgier exactly, hotels totally. like and as or so, something uh i've worked with the dream hotel in hollywood Sick. and uh they have one in new york as well mm. so i've had i've like taken over their lobbies um with that's my so stuff cool. which has been really Sick. cool yeah that's always fun but those are always they're temporary can you walk us through though like Okay, the, the virtual paradise and the virtual summer shots, right? The, mm. These pool images. How long does it take you to like set up the scene? Like you're there getting like what one or two shots. It's not like you're doing Correct. a photo shoot and turning around right, like, like fifty images exactly. or something. Exactly. So it's like you're you're setting out on your day to get one, maybe two to three images. Yep. Right. So what does the setup time look like? Um, as like, what does your day look like shooting that and like? Does it take a long time to set up? You then get the shot and you're like, all right, like took like an hour. Yeah. Did you just then, do this? Finally, yeah. like, I'm going to do it. Boom. Let's yeah, go do, you, do you have to rent the yeah. pool? I, ha- I have. You did get like one so and you're like done. <laughs> the one from the original VR shoot yeah. that I did, this beautiful house in Mulholland Drive. Um, one of my collectors owns that house, which is another thing. So some of the houses, I don't have to rent them because they are owned by the people that buy my art, which is really cool. Sick. Um, so that one was owned by one of my collectors. Didn't really have a time crunch that day. Um, that being said, there was one photo, the one where they're falling into the yep. pool. Um, it's one of my favorites. For whatever reason, I had the bright idea to shoot that on the 500 CM, the, oh, the, the film, film camera, <laughs> um, which is not a fast camera. Um, like it doesn't even it doesn't have automatic like winding right. or anything. Um, I have a Mamiya 645 that has auto winding, and you can. rattle it off like fairly quickly for a film camera at least but the Hasselblad is like click take your finger off then crank then click Uh again um but that and I had do you know Evan Paterakis yeah yeah the best uh he was there filming the whole thing like behind the scenes of that day and I had him standing next to me with the his Canon so it's 1DX Mm-hmm. Yes, because the Hasselblad is X1D. Oh, that's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, they just did that yeah. to fuck with people. Yeah. They they must have. Um, they called each other. Yeah, like, We're exactly. gonna switch this shit around. That's what you're doing. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. Yeah, exactly. But that's it. That can fire off pretty quickly. And I had him standing next to me just in case. And literally, the only usable shot was the one that I clicked on the Hasselblad. It was by Sick. far like. It was better framed because I did have him standing like mm. off to the side. Mm. So it wasn't exactly the angle that I wanted. Um, by some miracle, came out sharp enough, you know, perfectly timed. I, and I didn't know if I got it. Right, that's going to say. Until you get the film developed. Which makes and, it even cooler. Yeah, so were you yeah, like stoked right. you were developing? You're like, fuck yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, I bet. Oh, dude. audibly. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Sick. That the photo pe- so The dope. people at the lab are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the yeah. fucking negatives everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the water, the water splashing. <laughs> yeah. So do you like? Yeah, you set up for like a while, or do you already have like the idea basically set? Uh, the the idea is there. I know the positions of the models before I get there. I know exactly where people are gonna sit. Um, I'm like researching. I'm like going on Google Maps and seeing like what direction the house is facing. Mm-hmm. Um, to see where the sun is going to be at that time, what direction it's going to be coming in at. Do I need a bounce? Where's the bounce going to be? Um, 
do I need like an extra light? Do I need to bring like a pro photo to like with a battery, you know, to, to blast part of the scene? Um, the, honestly, the setup doesn't take me that long because I know exactly what it's going to look like. And as soon as I can get that set up, start shooting. That's it. And how long do you, do you get like a lot of different shots no. or like, no, I, I like don't like doing shot. that. I yeah. think, I think if I took too many, I would never be able to mm. choose. Um, and then I'd get frustrated and I'd end up hating all of them. Right, right. You know what I mean? Totally. But if you only have a few, you're like, fuck yeah, like this yeah. is this is the one compared to like the few that I have, like that's it right yeah. there. Got it. And when you decide to sell these prints, are you doing a limited run? Mm -hmm. Is it, um, you know, are you doing like, okay, I'm only selling 15 of these pieces? Yeah, okay. Um, so I can give you the, I, I am normally like protective of this, okay. but I've, we, no, 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 not, a, not at all, not anymore. I used to be, I used to be. Um, but I've realized people have like messaged me and then copied me like, um, like my, my exact like sales profile. Um, but basically I do three sizes. Um, there's a small, medium, large. So for a square image, um, from the Hasselblad, it'll be 18 by 18 inch, 30 by 30 inch, 40 by 40 inch or 45 by 45. If it's, you know, an image that can go that big, that can scale nicely. And um, for that, I will do the small as an addition of 15, medium as an addition of seven, and the large as an addition of three. And um, the prices obviously scale as well, like from um, in the range of 1200 to $4,500 for the print. And that's unframed gotcha. with the frame add, you know, X amount. And you have like a go-to frame person? I, uh, yeah. Yep. I have a guy downtown. I was actually literally just there before this. Oh, cool. Um, he gave me a bottle of wine, which sure. is like in, a, in like a beautifully like wrapped gift box. Oh, wow. Um, it was very cute. Um, <laughs> you've been selling some prints. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, he's like, been selling some I like what you've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> Keep coming over to us. Um, so, so then you deep dive into NFTs though, right? Which yep. is crazy because what a like insane moment that was for our world. And you were like all up all up in it. Do you have to like Dude, learn I, a lot about the technology and like that kind of stuff? Um, there was a learning curve yeah. for sure. It's, it's not just super like one, two step. It's, right. it's, there's a learning curve. Um, I think I maybe spent two months, like January, February, really wow. kind of figuring out what was going on. Like, what is this? Why are people buying these? Um, what's the point of the technology behind it? What does it really mean? Where's the value coming from? And by April, I had been accepted to one of like the premier platforms in the space called okay. Super Rare, which is invite only. And um, I was the second photographer that they allowed onto the platform because before that, they had only been allowing like digital artists, like mm. 3D artists, um, et cetera, like that kind of art, like very digital native rather than photography it wasn't included so the one that one guy that gone on before me is uh named ruben Wu, who's i don't know if you know his work i'm not sure i do absolute yeah. legend national geographic covers like got it insanely talented he does like the long exposure drone uh oh lights. yeah 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 i've seen that um so he like kind of pioneered that style mm. a lot of people have, have copied yeah. him since but he was the guy that started that so he was selling those on super rare which feels like digital art yeah right? and i think that's why they said yes to me or him and then the reason they said yes to me was because i started animating um 
the VR photos. So very simply cut the photo out, replace the sky with a time lapse. Mm -hmm. Um, but it added like this more digitally native feeling to it. And I think they enjoyed that. So they let me on the platform, which was cool. And now they let everybody on. Was um, it not everybody, but was it instantaneous? The, the sell of the NFTs where you like in, immediately you get in, you're like, Whoa, this is something I need to stay in for a like sec. My Ethereum balance is yeah, skyrocketing. Well, 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 yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it coming was, back, dude. Yeah, it's coming back. I, I hope so. Dude, it is. It's like down 6% today. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've, you know, I've been down. <laughs> coming back up slowly but surely. Yeah, it was, it was fairly quick, honestly, because I had been participating. That's the biggest thing. If anybody's trying to get into NFTs, like truthfully, you could be the best artist on the planet, walk into that space, try to sell something. And if nobody thinks you're going to stick around and be a part of that community, they will not buy your art. Mm. They have to believe that they're making an investment in somebody that believes in the technology um, and believes that crypto art NFTs is the future. Is selling an NFT and selling a physical print, granted, I guess you can have an NFT in somebody's house if they have a screen. Yeah. Yep. Is there a different feeling? Because I feel like seeing... Like I've, besides, I got a few of my own in my room, but seeing, <laughs> yeah, 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 seeing your own print like in somebody else's house, like a hotel, it's a, spe a, it's a special feeling. I mean, it really I saw is. Nigel Houston bought one of your paintings. Yeah, or, sorry, one of your photos. Yeah, that's it's, like incredible. It's in his bedroom now, it's which crazy. is really cool. Because um, it was in a house that he and another one of my friends owned uh, in West Hollywood, but I think they. That was like a secondary house for him because he's got his main house in uh, Laguna, La right? Laguna. Mm -hmm. It's an unbelievable house. And I was like, I don't know who's going to like end up taking this because I don't know if it's going to stay in this house or like the other guy might like try to take it. But then I saw it on Nigel's story, like a video of his bedroom and it's like right next to his bed. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I'm glad it went there. Um, but yeah, that it's it's really an unparalleled feeling. Yeah. It's very special. And if I mean selling an NFT is is pretty special as well. It's it's a different feeling, but it's special. Yeah, I mean, I feel like cuz it's such a new thing yeah. having someone I guess trust that yours your art is something worth value mm. in that new space right. has got to be like a really rewarding feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it, well it tells you you're doing something right, totally. you know. And um the cool thing, like you said, there are digital solutions coming to the display market uh, more and more. I actually have one in my apartment. Uh, it's called a token frame. And it's interesting because it only displays NFTs that I own. So it's not like a Samsung frame TV where you can just upload whatever image you want to. You actually, It's verified. You have to own it. Oh, sick. So it makes it feel a little bit more real. It's more limited for sure. Um, in terms of like their market, they, they're right. only selling to people that are into NFTs. But I think there's a cool like verified uh, feel to that. So was when the NFTs started selling, was that when you were like, did that feel like your biggest like financial growth, like crushing it? Changed my life. Hell yeah. Cha like, dude, it was unbelievable. 2021, I mean, I made more money that year than I've ever made in my entire life. Sick. It, off NFTs, basically. Off of NFTs, yeah. Because I, like I said, I basically had abandoned Instagram at that, at that year right. uh, in favor of Twitter. And yeah, pretty much all the money that I made in 2021 and 22 was NFTs. Not to get into it, but did you like sell your Ethereum before it went back down a little I was, bit? I was selling like 80% every time I made a sale. Smart. Um, I'm still holding a decent amount. Um, 
Got my coming back up. Got my hard wallet. You yeah. know, uh-huh. so yeah. We're cold storage. Don't touch it until it's 10k. <laughs> right. You know, that's the game. Wow. Hopefully. Oh, Ethereum to 10k breaking <laughs> oh, news, yes. dude. Buy it right now. You heard it here first. <laughs> please, please for me. That's so funny. That's sick, though. Is there a concept you haven't done yet that you have in your mind? So many. <laughs> okay. What's, so many. What What do we got? What do we got coming up next? So, like I said, I'm I'm uh, rebooting the painted poetry series out of. 50 concepts that are written in my note. I've shot 14 of them. Okay. So I have quite a few left. I have 36 to knock out. And those are, they're not like permanent. I've like deleted and replaced them over time. Um, but they are more recent ideas. You want like specific concepts? <laughs> no, not, no not, not if you don't want to give them out. But. Not not specific. Not really. What mm-hmm. is like the biggest complication of checking those boxes? Like getting the right model for it? or like, Yeah, dude. Yeah. Actually, the, the model recruiting is one of the hardest parts because if you look at a lot of my work, um, one of the pieces of my art is that it is, the characters are fairly anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to avoid faces as much as I can. And if there is a face in the, in the shot, I'm covering it with VR headsets, Playboy bunny masks. I'm turning the model away from the camera. I'm cutting them off here. The subway surfer one. Yep. And then the girl with the umbrella, with the umbrella. I love that one. That's my best seller. They're great. That's, that, that's that the photo's, one that's, yeah. That's the one I would buy. I had a little more bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny Once too because you have, yeah, you right. have, you're covering their faces, but you have like such attractive models for some of these shoots. I know, right? I know. So, but here's, <laughs> oh yeah, Chase has been in one of these. Oh yeah, shoes. with a mascot. Yeah. See, yeah. but again, great the body. Still get the hair there. though, dude. So <laughs> yeah, the, the, hair, the hair is visible. The hair is visible. Um, <laughs> Your back profile is incredible. <laughs> Do you have to pay these models to be in, or is it usually like, hey? You know, I'm I'm right. do, I'm gonna give you this. What is sometimes? That? Sometimes you do. Yeah, um, there have been circumstances when I've it's when it's more of a collaboration, um, then I will pay them, um, or I will give them a percentage of the sales, um, oh. which is I think, you know, more fair honestly because if they, if that specific model has a large following and they're promoting the photo. Chances are, you know, maybe one of their fans wants to buy the photo. They deserve a percentage of that. And it's not just going to be the $500 that I paid them up front. Like if they make a sale, like they should get a percentage. Um, I did that with some of the NFTs. I don't know if you know Rachel Cook. No, I don't maybe. Know. I think no. I used to follow her on Instagram. It's massive. She's, yeah. you know, 3 million followers. Very, very popular. And on Twitter as well. Has a really big following on there. And I minted a photo of her that we shot. Um, so I minted it in 2022, but we had shot it in 2019. So I hit her up and I was like, Hey, Rachel, I'm going to mint this photo. Chances are it's going to sell for like quite a lot of money. Um, what do you think your, you know, a fair percentage would be, uh, to help me promote this on Twitter. And, you know, we worked, we worked it out. The photo sold for like $30,000, um, (laughs) which was pretty amazing and from one of hers her followers it was one of mine gotcha it was one of mine but she she pushed it and yeah you know it doesn't doesn't change the fact sure. that she helped yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah totally and because if she pushed it and because of the extra reach it reached you know totally. my follower yeah. like whatever it might have been that one got bid up which is really cool there's like a bidding war between three collectors just going at it like back and forth up and eth up and eth up and eth is that fun um, to watch dude <laughs> Yeah, a high like i have never experienced dude like watching those come in especially in the last like 10 minutes because if 
It's bang, 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 yeah, bang, bang. Yeah. We're going. No, and it's, these, it's just with massive wallets of Ethereum that are just like in love with your art. And it's the coolest feeling ever because you can tell like this guy fucking wants this. That's right. really cool. Um, and I messaged Rachel when it when the auction ended. I was like, hey, like I want to send you $7,000. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck? Like for a photo that I shot in 2019, like I just like pretty cool. NFT yeah. unbelievable, dude. You so you also invested into a studio space, right? Yep. Monochrome studio. Correct. Was yeah. this after some of this NFT bread took off? For sure. Yeah. It, okay. That that time made the studio possible. Um, for sure. It was not even at this point, you know, it's been more expensive than I thought it was going to be to get it set up and, and really functional. And it's, it's going well. I, I'm enjoying it. It's cool to have my own studio space uh, to use whenever I want it. It's sort of encouraged me to shoot more frequently because I don't have that excuse. Like, I right. have to find somewhere to shoot. You know, you're just like, I'll go down the street. You don't have to put the paper backdrop up in your like living room and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. $45 extra if you make it hit the ground and you walk on it. Right. charging you extra. Yeah. It's uh, 30, 35 <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I have I have the add-ons and everything. Um, you rent but, it out? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a it's a uh, the goal is to have it pay for itself, you know, and just kind of have a free studio for me. Um, so far, getting closer to like break even per month, but that's not counting all the money that I put into it. Mm. I had a psych wall built in there, um, just like the white curve. Mm. How big is the space? Uh, Twelve hundred square feet. Oh wow. Solid. It's yeah. not. It's not bad. It's very functional. Um, with the psych wall, I have one of the walls is like a Venetian plaster, like kind of concrete look. Um, I have a non-functional freight elevator in the corner of my unit. It doesn't work, but it makes for a very cool Sick. backdrop to shoot against. The big factory style window with like the grid that gets like that crazy golden like that like beautiful downtown LA with type exactly. window. You need exactly. if you're going to rent a studio in LA like you, you need, need that to window. get that window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and then the paper backdrops. So there's like five six different uh setups that you can shoot in there, which is pretty efficient for 1200 square feet. Um I tried to make it as functional as possible. But it's been great. I mean, the feedback is awesome. I just had I was there earlier today just checking in on somebody that was renting it, doing e-com on the psych wall. She, like one girl just walking back and forth different you know mm. different outfit every 10 seconds like just knocking them out but yeah it's been it's been going well is that a place that you like work out of as well or just not really if you no. want to shoot you have it yeah i don't i've found myself like hanging out there sometimes but for the most part i live so close to it i just go back to my apartment it's Fair. just a little more cozy. Yeah. yeah. And so in 2024, what are you trying <laughs> to put the most attention to for your business? So you got, you got NFTs, we got mm -hmm. prints, we physical got studio. Space. Yeah. Physical space. What are you thinking you want to put yeah. the most attention to? I mean, the, the goal has been diversification for sure. Uh, I need to make money from different avenues because NFTs have slowed down a lot. If you hadn't right, <laughs> noticed, right. um, it's not like, 2021 or 22 anymore um so i've been putting more focus onto the social media stuff and trying to reignite my instagram following um and i think that is a venture towards getting back into the brand deal space um finding like partnerships to work on um i'm getting more uh inquiries to like shoot for commercial stuff now which is something that i avoided for a long time because i wanted to like 
strictly be an artist. Um, but that's, you know, something that I need to be open to. I can't just refuse jobs when they come my way. And yeah, I mean, I'm still focused heavily on the NFTs, heavily on the prints and the new ventures. It, yeah, the, the studio for sure. Um, trying to turn that into passive income. So do you still like get super excited to shoot? Do you have like burnout? Cause you've been at it for a minute. Dude, you know, it's, you know, it's crazy. So I feel more excited now, like 2023, 2024 than I have in the last three years. Like I, I feel like I'm back in the mindset that I had in 2019 before the world ended. Um, because 2020, it's not like I didn't make anything, but it definitely changed the way I created a little bit. Um, I mean, the world shut down. I kind of like, you know, you get in your head about like what's going on and like what's important. And then 21 was dedicated to selling art, um, not really creating that much. 22, I got really sick. Yeah, you were um, doing long COVID, right? Yeah, well, not a good time. But again, another year that I didn't really create. Uh, was your whole then, focus then just like getting better? Was that like yes. the whole day in, day out? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there wasn't much shooting going on. Yeah. I barely touched my camera that year. It's and then crazy. this year, feeling good again. Like yeah. it, dude, it's, Hell yeah. it feels really good to be shooting more frequently. And, and the inspiration, like you, if you're not making stuff, the inspiration doesn't show up. Right. When you're making things, that's when the ideas start flowing. So uh, like it's been unbelievable how much like it has come back to me. It feels really good. Do you have any, <laughs> uh, like, big goals or goals are you do you set goals at the beginning or like the end of the year beginning of the new year like is there something you hope to like accomplish in the new year within the well yeah within the year uh i want to finish that <laughs> i keep going back to it. i want to finish all of those images so 36 of the of oh the so photos. you're hoping to knock those out in a full, full year. year yeah that's ambitious yeah. well i want to knock them out in the next like six months good for you so you yeah. already have everything like written like the poems yeah, uh, how they look? almost all of the poems are written yeah, I still got to work on some of them because some of them don't really lend themselves to poetry. Sure, sure, <laughs> some sure. of them are a little bit more, you know, not crude, but, you know, it's not a very poetic thought that I might have. And right. I'm like, fuck, that would be a really cool image. Don't know where the poem's going to come from. <laughs> but... Nice butt with a thong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could, that's poetic. Yeah, that's poetic. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, but that's definitely one of the biggest goals that I have. I really want to finish that series. And I will drop that as uh, an NFT project, hopefully a book, because at that point I'll have almost a hundred of the painted poetry images total, um, and a hundred poems as well. So it's like uh, you know, photo poem, photo poem, like a hundred, two hundred page book, um, which would be really nice. And I think I also want to do a solo show. That would be a really nice goal to have. Would that be something you would have like at your studio space? No, I would. I would rent somewhere. Cool. Uh, my, I, I don't have enough wall space. Gotcha. Word. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. Well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely come see it. Please, we'll yeah. That, I want to make it a big event. Like, try to make it really entertaining. Like, live, you know, performances and stuff like Hell that. Yeah. Like, make it a whole thing. You're gonna perform fun. there, Chase? Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, perform exactly. <laughs> I don't know what yet. But I'll, my one-handed clap, maybe. Clap. One-handed clap. <laughs> one-handed. Clap. I've shown you that before. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what we were talking oh, yeah. about. Oh that. yeah, that dude. Is such a weird is talent. Is that not sick, dude? That's pretty cool. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. For the All watch right. on YouTube. That's why you watch on YouTube. Oh, yeah. 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 Viral. Jesus yep. Christ. When did you learn to do that, dude? Sixth Band grade. camp. 
Sixth grade, dude. Band camp. Jake Hagstrom, show me it. <laughs> Brendan, what was some of the best <laughs> advice you think you've ever received? I don't know when or where I I received it or if I, you know, received it. It's just something that I've, it's like a mantra that I've always believed, which is just trust your direction. And I think it applies throughout your career, but especially at the beginning. Um, and especially if you're getting into like the creative space, you're going to have people telling you to get a real job, you know, do something normal, do something safe, consistent, whatever. And if you feel a calling towards something like trust that gut instinct, because you will regret not pursuing it in the future. Um, something that I, you know, I look back on, I'm like, I can't believe that I had the guts to make that decision, but I did. And it made my life what it is. I completely agree with you. Do you know there's a stat that 64% of Americans hate their jobs? How crazy is that? That's really sad. 64% dude. And it's probably getting bigger, which is even crazier to think about. It's just, I mean, like I, I think that we're, we're blessed to do this with like what we do. Absolutely. It's insane. Like think of it. You get to use, wake up and go make your art and go to your studio and it's like it's it's it's, yeah it's very lucky it's crazy that you have so much creative freedom like so Mm -hmm. like like most of us like i'm stoked i get to shoot photos videos but it's like for a client it's like for a thing i'm Mm -hmm. still stoked about it Mm -hmm. but like you're just like i'm gonna find something in my brain to make that and then people are gonna buy that that's fucking rad dude amazing that's not a question it's just sick (laughs) (laughs) no i i I agree i you know i've played the role of you know right uh videographer or photographer for somebody that is directing everything you don't have a say um and the change towards like doing whatever you want like creating your visions it's phenomenal it makes such a difference yeah hell yeah because like even if i'm directing i'm still taking shots from someone else you know like oh you have to include the badge you know like that kind of stuff you don't deal with any of that do you have kind of going off brain's (laughs) question do you have advice for your 18 year old self in my head i go to like that time when i was you know just graduating high school um i didn't pick up a camera until i was 22 so i i had no like talking to myself at 18 i think who was like obsessed with soccer Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Soccer's not going to work out for you, Brendan. Like, <laughs> maybe you should pick up a camera and see how that goes. Get a get a little yeah, get a little jump start. You know, uh, figure that out. Fuck it's going to be fuck like the team sports. Uh, no, honestly, like Instagram's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah, buy, buy Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> buy, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> I do think pick up a camera sooner is great advice. Yeah, yeah. Is I, advice. I do wish I had. I think a lot of factors had to align in my life for me to find photography. Um, my, growing up, I had zero like creative input or output at all. Like there was nobody encouraging you to be an artist, especially in my hometown, which is like, get a job, like go to college, get a corporate job, work in Boston for the rest of your life. And that's it. That That's it. There's no, there's no, have you thought about being a photographer or maybe like Try painting, you know. Right. Most people are, dude, we're programmed, bro. We're programmed Absolutely. From, from like Big time. elementary to high school. Dude, I, I vividly remember fifth grade. Fuck this teacher, by the way. Okay. Fuck <laughs> this teacher. This is crazy. I played like baseball growing up, right? In, in Little League and shit. And I remember we had like a painter come in and she's like teaching us how to paint. And we all do our thing. My Mine turned out very bad. It was mm-hmm. hideous. Yeah. And, and she's like, hey, Brayden, she's like, you should stick to the whole sports thing. That yeah, creative stuff oh, isn't man. for you. And dude, I took that from fifth grade 
all the way through high school. It sticks with you. It sticks with you because it's an adult. It's someone that you trust at the time. And you're, In such like a formative year. Yeah. yeah. yeah like you're, you're, fifth grade exactly, is like, I'm just dude. trying to figure out who, like, totally. who I am. And, yeah. I, and I, I stayed away from it. And I, I can't believe it. Like in college, I think, end of freshman year, I finally like found the camera. And I was like, I think I might like this stuff. But still in the back of my brain, that was sitting with me of like, this isn't for you, dude. You're not mm, supposed yeah. to do this. And it's like, I, I, when I meet people like you, I meet people like you guys. It's just so crazy to see people that said fuck it like i'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna try it i'm gonna see where it takes me and it it's a beautiful thing when you go full full balls to the wall to do yeah. it yeah i had a girl in middle school i wore a red pro club t-shirt mm-hmm. and she was like red's not your color and that still <laughs> never, stuck never with me. worn red again but and then you I, went to wisconsin baby <laughs> true fuck <laughs> like, yeah couldn't, couldn't yeah. imagine, wearing, fuck that couldn't imagine wearing red wait what made you pick up color. what made you pick up the camera then <laughs> i think so i got on instagram Pretty early. Okay. You know, when I when I entered college, yeah. like 2012, 2013, I think I signed up for Instagram. And then in college, I started meeting people. So I went to school in DC mm-hmm. uh, and I joined a fraternity. And one of the guys in that fraternity was like really into making videos. Okay. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Like I've, I've never met anybody that's cool, that's into that. Like it was something that I had literally never been exposed to. Somebody that was into making like content or anything making things um and that like was just this little seed that stuck with me and um with the advent of instagram you know you start paying attention and you're like oh my god people are making a living doing this like jay alvarez right, at the right. time like 2016 jay alvarez right biggest thing on the o- internet owned right. the internet yeah. completely and i was like fuck that oh, that looks awesome right. like i really want to do that i want to go be you know whatever this is I don't even know what to call it at this point. It's an influencer now, but like, right. Um, people are making a living. I'm going to try this with photography. I see people, you know, on, you, you get exposed to it now, uh, much younger and it's a realistic thing now. And it wasn't, there are so many photographers that make a living today. There were not that many photographers back in the day. Dude, even, it's, right. it's the number one job as a creator right now. It used to be, I Dude. think it was doctor, and then firefighter, it like switched, and now yeah. it's a creator. Really? Number one job in the fucking U.S. In, ter- in terms creator. of like in how many of like people? When they, when they, su- when they, like, uh, when they survey kids. At like, oh, what, you know, like what they want to be. Oh. Yeah, what they want to yeah, be. currently are. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Yeah. When, you, when you survey kids, when they want to grow up. That's what they want to no, be. I'm sorry, did you think? I was, I was like, the number one job as a creator. You made it sound like that. No, no, I didn't mean that. I meant like when they survey younger kids now, instead of saying like, Yes, doctor firefighter yes. police officer astronaut yeah they're saying right. they're saying creator now let me be a so, tiktoker yeah probably honestly and to their credit it's not a bad idea <laughs> right like, sick life good yeah. money yeah good like if you figure it out like there's so a million crazy. ways to wake oh, a million ways to make money in in this um yeah and i think i just started seeing it as a possibility borrowed my roommate's camera um started walking around uh, DC and I was shooting photos of buildings, st- strangers on the street. I would walk and humans of New York was a thing mm-hmm. back then. Um, and that guy's name was Brandon. Nice. Uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would walk up to people and be like, Hey, like, so I'm, have you heard of humans of New York? Like mm. my name is Brandon. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm here in DC. I'm here in DC doing, um, something you know a spinoff called humans of dc like Mm. and i would talk to them for a few minutes get a little story shoot their portrait which is how i that was like the first portraits i was ever taking was just strangers and i would post it on my instagram tell their little story the little conversation that we had in the caption and then that 
evolved into shooting uh, girls, like models that were in DC, um, people that I went to school with as well. And by the end of my senior year, I was like, okay, I need to try Los Angeles. So I came out for a week, took a week off classes and scheduled a bunch of shoots with different people, fell in love with LA, fell in love with the idea of this being my life. And by the time I graduated, I moved out, slept on couches and lifeguard stands and drove for Lyft for a year. And then 2017 hit and I started working for Logan. Rest is history. Full circle. (laughs) Full circle. Love that. Hey, well, I, I'm so glad you came to the show mm-hmm. today. Dude, thank, thank you for having me. Thanks, thank you. Man. This has been great. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, ton, thanks for coming. Ton of value. Episode 90. 90. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in again. Please hit the subscribe button. Cop a leisure down below. Get a Lexar card while you're at it. Maybe even go get Artlist, and we'll see you guys all in the next video. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>